okay here we go i'm here with uh an incredible person to me that i met a few years ago i feel that i know him for my whole life it's almost it's five such, years now. it's such like a bond is it uh an incredible person he's uh to me one of the funniest guy I ever seen I don't know if that opinion matters to a lot of people there, but to me, he's one of the funniest guys. Um, also, in my mind, someone who work, to me, is not a work, but to work in that line of field who makes people smile, who makes people happy. To me, he has a mission, a God's mission, because smiling, make people happy is one of the best things in a person can feel. And you have that amazing capability to do that in every environment that you go. We're here training jiu-jitsu in our school and suddenly say something, everybody turns and kind of uh, feels so happy around you. I'm with Russell Peters, uh, a comedian, and I would say jiu-jitsu fighter because every class, every train I do with him, I feel that I'm fighting for real. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be more fun at the current time, not very fun at all. That's why I even get some of my black belts to rescue me to make sure it makes him tired first, then I can go with him right afterwards. Yeah, and well, I really don't believe any of that, to be honest with you. I do. <laughs> I mean, I believe that uh, we, we do jiu-jitsu <laughs> together, but, um, but I don't believe I'm giving you a hard time ever. I but, do that with Jay and Mark, but that's because they let me. No, and the poor Russell, once again, Paul, thank you for being here. Thank you for um, sharing some of the stories. I'm going to ask you about it. <coughs> but I think you're involved in the art of jiu-jitsu, and you're an artist in what you do. It's, uh, it's an amazing thing. It's an uh, incredible combination. Russell, I'm going to go back and have some questions on my own for you. And I was talking to Jay also the same thing. I heard you used to do break dancing. Is that a young age? I did. I break danced for about three years. And I know you also, I heard is a pretty good DJ. DJing still, still DJing 35 years later. I heard too that you did training for quite some time boxing. Boxing, correct. <clears throat> and now but the difference, I'll tell you this, though, the, <laughs> difference, the difference between my boxing and my jiu-jitsu is I'm far more involved in the jiu-jitsu. In the boxing, I was more involved in the boxing world. And then I would see guys in the gym. I realized I was a guy learning how to box. And then there was fighters in the gym. And I realized that was a big difference between a fighter and me. But that, if, did, that didn't stop you from throwing a punch <coughs> at Jean-Jacques during one of your first classes. I'll never that, forget that. That was an accident. Yeah, can you imagine that? <laughs> I'm trying to show him a technique. Suddenly he threw a straight punch right into my chest. Well, he And, and he I said, could feel that it wasn't, in, wasn't like intentional. It was just yeah. his reaction. automatic reaction. Yeah, his reaction. <laughs> that what he did. Then his face turned white. I did, <laughs> which is very difficult to do. <laughs> I go like what? What was that? I go. I'm very sorry. So it was my. It was a reaction. Boxing reaction right he, there. You want to hug me? I don't want you to hug me. What happened? To you was you grabbed my arm and said, "If I was to do, you were like, show me some technique with my arm." And you go, "If I move that out, I go." Well, I'm in my head. I was like, "Move arm, I'll pop, throw the right hand right up." It's that's what I did. And then I, 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 uh, I there was a little bit of a mess in my underwear after that. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Russell. And I know, I know that because you told me. But I don't know if a lot of people out there know. When did you realize comedy 
was your thing? Like, man, I love to do that. And did you ever feel ever that you're actually working? No, I mean, yeah, nowadays <laughs> there's times where you feel like you're working, but it's just what I do. I think it's just my nature, you know? Like when we're rolling, I'll say things to you to try and distract you. Same with Jay, same with Mark. Whoever rolls with me, I, I talk nonsense to you just to try and throw you off your game a little bit. It, it was a day that clicked to you. It's like, you know what? I, I think I'm pretty good at that. <clears throat> Somebody no. told you that? and People were telling me when I was growing up, you should go do comedy, you should go do comedy. I was like, eh, I don't know. I did, you know, I was a fan of comedy, but that doesn't mean I thought I could do it. You know, I'm a fan of jiu-jitsu. I mean, it doesn't mean I think I can do it. Uh, yes, you can. I have to tell <laughs> do you, you. Do you remember your first stand-up? Oh, yeah, it was terrible. You get five, you got five minutes. Matter of fact, this month is the 31st anniversary of me ever going on stage. Wow, that's cool. Um, you get five minutes, and if you've never done stand-up before, it is... The thing about it is, if you're a funny guy, like we're a funny guy around each other like this, you don't realize how much background noise there is when you're talking and when you're making jokes with your friends, you know. I could be making fun of you, but Mike may be mumbling something or Jean-Jacques will be talking to Mark in the back. You know, there's all these little noises, cars passing by, whatever, but you don't realize that. And the first time you get on stage and do stand-up and you speak into the microphone, it's literally your voice is the only thing you hear. And the room is silent. You're like, oh, my God, this is very weird. There is nothing to distract them. <laughs> like, they are fixated on you now. And you're like, oh, shit. So, you know, the first time I did that, it really caught me off guard. And then I think, because you, you got five minutes, I think I did maybe three and a half, four minutes. And I just got off, and I was terrible. But I got a giggle somewhere in there, which made me go, ooh, I could do that again. There you go. And that's never give up and look back. 31 years later. 31. <clears throat> everyone around the world know who you are. Well, you not know? everyone, but a lot of people. A couple yeah, of people know me. Yes, and and I got to tell you a story. When, the reason I end up knowing you, and I told you, I was flipping the chains at my house, and I saw I know, five, six, seven years ago a Showtime special. And I saw Russell Peters, which I, I'm star for. A lot of comedians that I, and I heard him and I was able to understand all his jokes because it's, to me, it's more like a worldwide jokes. It's not just specific to a country. And I kind of uh, start following all, everything that I could find on him. And it was very amazingly funny. Then here we go. I got a couple years later, a call from my brother, Higgin. Man, I just met this guy, Russell Peters, a comedian, blah, 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 blah. And on the following day, I got a Instagram direct message from Russell Peters. I wasn't sure. Then I saw the check mark and everything, and he's like, oh, he's, I want to train jiu-jitsu, and I spoke to your brother. He, he doesn't have much time now, but I was like, man, is that him? Because when my brother asked me, I knew almost everything about him. My brother didn't. Then on the following day, I got a message. He's like, man, let's see if this guy is for real. I said, okay, let's I'll see you tomorrow at 1 o'clock or something. He shows up. Then it was actually Russell Peters. Did he show up on time? Sh yes, first class was on time. <laughs> first for class sure. on time. <clears throat> but what surprised me is when we hear about celebrities, someone on, on the level that he is, we're not sure if they're serious about. And I think what happily surprised me that he's so dedicated 
to come and train. And I know his calendar is it was crazy. He's everywhere, almost every weekend, a week, and he's here and there. That's what he does. But every single time he gets in town, I got a call from him, let's train tomorrow. And some days I can tell he did not even sleep. He comes on last, last night and he shows up, but he does his jiu-jitsu training. Jiu-jitsu training. That what is amazing me, his dedication and... And he's good in jiu-jitsu because the desire that he has. He's well, no, it's very, kind of my teachers, too. Man, Let's you are very commi <clears throat> committed in your training, which is I'm happily surprised. And that is a juice for me as a teacher to have a student who wants to learn so much. I have a question. A what? A Jewish? Juice. Oh, juice. Sorry. They said, <laughs> like that is a Jewish it's a for Jewish me. in terms of I want to oh, yes. go on the mat and teach this guy. And I say, that is an acai for me. It's my accent. Let me <laughs> let me get out of a lot of trouble <laughs> when I say something. But there was a, a very incredible thing to see someone at your level just be so committed training. And that explained me the success you have in your life. And uh you show you, you, you mentioned some I asked you something is 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 that is today for you a technique? a strategy, an inspiration for you to come up with all these jokes and the way, because a lot of things I see you do, you just look at the person and ask her name, and based on their name, comes up so many things. That's just usually how it works for me. It's like, you know, <clears throat> you find out things about Jay Zabellos, you know, and then <laughs> Sorry, you, <Jay. laughs> you use that against them, you know what I mean? Mike, I mean, I've never seen Mike do jiu-jitsu, but apparently he's a black belt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, know, it, I don't know how or when he got it. I don't know if he got it online or. Um, but it's interesting because even, you know, we went to one of your shows before the the lockdown, and mm -hmm. um, you you didn't actually have material. You just <coughs> went out there and just kind of worked the room, and and that well, was that was pretty amazing. Well, that show you came to that was in January of this year. That show was especially like that because that's when I was starting my writing process, and I write like that. I go up with nothing. Then I talk to the crowd and figure out what direction I'm going to start writing in. And that's a skill set you definitely had to develop, especially going back to oh, yeah. all those years ago, walking up and hearing nothing, and now you can just go out there and just... Yeah, I mean, you trust yourself after a while. You know, It's like uh, you know, you've been doing jiu-jitsu long enough. Even if some, you add a tournament coaching somebody, even though you didn't train for this thing, somebody was like, Jay... You want to fight in the next round? We we lost an opponent. You probably go, yeah, okay, because you're confident in what you know already. Yeah. It's the same type of thing. Yeah, it, it's an inspiration of something, or you have sometime middle of the night to wake up and say, "Man, I thought about what I saw today, what I heard in the news, or something." Yeah, I wrote a joke the other day because uh, <laughs> one of my friends said I was like, "Yo, I'm nervous about doing a show." I go, you got any jokes I can use? He goes, yeah, pull my finger. And I, and I was like, oh, my God, that's a great joke. And he goes, what? <laughs> and I realized, because <clears throat> I, I had that uncle who uh, would always be like, hey, pull my finger, and then he would fart. <laughs> and then I think back on that, and I go, that uncle must have been in a, about 35 because I'm 50, and I can't play that game now. I'm too scared. <laughs> I would pull my finger. Ah, oh, fuck, I'll be right back. I just shit myself, you know, so... <laughs> And as you know, in jiu-jitsu, you can shit yourself, as I've done here in this gym. I know. I never. That's a new word I learned, shart. Yeah, I was like, shart. 
what is that? Uh, what's yeah. the what's the Portuguese word for fart? Peido. 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 And then merda is shit, right? Yeah, merda or cocô. So you could call it a a perdu. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's Would a short, say, basically. Yeah. You'd say caguei nas calças. That doesn't even sound fun. Yeah, I know. It's it's <laughs> a sounds very like a type long, of dog. I know. It can't make in one word. It's just. It is what it is, but uh, it was a funny day. It was a funny. I think it was when you met Rico, right? Yeah, it was Rico Rodriguez. He, you, you, <laughs> you introduced him to the class. Remember, do you remember you here that day? No. He introduced Rico to the class. Former heavyweight champion, UFC. Former this champion. I'm former. He won everything, <clears throat> man. Former pride champion. Then I yelled out, "Former gay pride champion," <laughs> <laughs> and everybody laughed. And then JJ and I decided we started training for an hour, and then. The end of I'm still a white belt, not even no stripes, nothing, and uh, and then he goes, "You want to train with somebody else?" I go, "Yeah, sure." He goes, "Rico," and I'm like, "Oh shit, not Rico! I just made fun of this guy now. We're go." <laughs> so he calls Rico over, and what did I do? I just pulled guard. That's all I knew how to do. Yeah, I think he's like I don't know, two eighty, two. Oh, he's a big he's, dude. Yeah, he's a big guy. <clears throat> big dude, high level black belt. I I pulled guard, and then he just posted up, stood up, and started pushing all his weight on my head. And I was like this, and then all the air started coming out of me, and I sharded. And I go, Rico, I think I think I just shit myself. He's like, ha, ha, ha. I go, no, seriously, Rico, I think I just shit myself. Ha, ha, ha. And then a couple of seconds later, like, hey, man, what's that smell? I go, I told you, I just shit myself. <laughs> so that day was jushitsu. And I just saw <laughs> him walking out the mat. It's like, what happened, Rico? I was like, oh, I think he shit himself. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went to check and Russ was like, okay. <laughs> and that was Joe, you know what that was? That was Joe Rogan's 50th birthday too. Oh, then man. we sent him a video that day. Yes. You, me and Rico, as a matter of fact, I still have the video on my phone. Man, that was, that was an accident, man. That, that never I mean, happened. That yeah. never happened again. No, no. I mean, I learned, learned my lesson. <laughs> like, kind of like Mark Armstrong. He knows better than to have two Americanos now. <laughs> Um, mate, he doesn't forget. He doesn't forget. No, I, I never did drugs, so my memory's really solid. <laughs> Man, it's uh What Jay, what's your star sign? Libra. Oh yeah, like me. And Mike? What? Star sign? Taurus. Oh, Taurus. I thought you would have been a cancer, but I'm just saying. Um, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, Russell. After so many years and you've done boxing and everything, what made you turn into jiu-jitsu? So in the 90s, um, around 96, 97, a friend of mine, a comic friend of mine, Ron Jossel, he was doing jiu-jitsu. He was training with Carlos Newton and Omar Salvosa in Canada. And, uh, and he was like, hey, you used to box. Can you teach me how to punch? And I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, great. So he came to my house. You show me how to jab. And I go, let me just tell you something about your little jujitsu. I said, first of all, you're never going to get past this jab. I was like, with your little jujitsu. I kept calling it your little jujitsu. <laughs> I kept belittling it. So I started shooting a jab out, and he shot under my jab, double-legged me, took me down and put me in an arm bar immediately, but was cranking the arm bar. He was trying to break my arm. Like, it was literally like you can hear it going, and I'm like, dude, stop. I'm screaming. I'm like, what? I don't know about tapping, so I'm like, why, then why are you doing this to me? And literally for about a year and a half, I couldn't scratch my back. I couldn't do this. 
I, I'm not sure which arm it was now, but is I it really a friend? Yeah. And then he was like, oh, I thought you were just having fun and screaming. I go, no. And then I said, I need you to teach me that. So he started teaching me jujitsu, but standing up. So which is what, basically Japanese jujitsu? You have a big portion of self-defense that you do standing up. It's all the same moves. It's arm bar standing up. It's uh, it's. But uh, it's a, a lot, of, a lot of, would say, Japanese jujitsu. Yes. Yeah. A kimura standing up. Everything is, yeah, so... A guillotine standing up. Everything was standing up. And then he took me to the gym with Carlos Newton and Omar. And the first time I met Carlos Newton, I walk onto the mat. And uh, my, buddy, my, buddy, my buddy Ron goes, hey, Carlos Russell, he's a, he used to box. And he goes, oh, yeah? And Carlos kicked me right in the head. <laughs> Literally, was like, oh, yeah? And I was like, oh, well, that's nice to meet you. We have some set of friends. I do. I mean, you know, listen. <laughs> Welcome to this. Here's school. the good news. I'm not soft. <laughs> Like a lot of guys that talk a lot of shit out there, never been kicked in the head, never been punched in the face, never been choked out, never had somebody guy some some guy try and break their arm. So there's not a lot much you can do do to me on the street that I've never had done already. What an introduction to jujitsu, man! I mean, you know, it's, it is what it is. But I got in trouble doing that jujitsu more than I w would have doing this jujitsu. Then you. <clears throat> That was the time you used to live in Canada, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved to America 15 years ago. Then when you came to U.S., how long after that you end up in our school? Um, I started training again in 2016. So what happened was I, I did a special, and I had hired Alex Ariza. He's a strength and conditioning coach. He was Mayweather strength and conditioning coach, uh, Amir Khan's. Uh, yes. Chino Maidana, he was all these guys, big boxing guy. And uh, so I hired him to get me in shape for my special. And he just had me, he was killing me out there. I was like, dude, I don't have a fight coming up. I just have a show. <laughs> like he would make me spar 12 rounds boxing, 30 second breaks. And then I'm like, I'm dead after that. That's 36 minutes of just fighting. And then uh, after that, he would make me do core for about an hour and a half. And I was like, dude, you're killing me. And I would get home and I would just lay in bed because I was dead. I was like useless. I was like, I can't move. And he goes, good, that's what you're supposed to feel. Now take these Advils and go to sleep. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and it would just be that every day. And I was like, oh my God, this is killing me. So then after I shot the special, I wanted to continue training, but I didn't want to box anymore because after that it was just, I was like, dude, there's, there's no halfway boxing. You either boxing or you're not boxing. When I see people doing boxer size, and that's great, but it's, and not until someone's trying to take your head off, does it matter? It's like practicing jujitsu by yourself. You can't do it. Yeah. So uh, I, I met Hegan at the Rainbow Room one night. I was with Chuck Zito, and, uh, and I said, hey, I'd love to train jujitsu. He goes, Yeah, come on, brother, let's go, my shadow. And then uh, he was in Beverly Hills, and I was like, I was in Malibu. And he said, Well, my brother has a school in Malibu. Why don't we go train there? Do you remember when I came there? Yeah, I remember that. So I went and trained with Hegan a couple of times at the Malibu spot, but it was so infrequent. It was getting me frustrated because I was like, I really just want to train, but it'd be like once every month and a half. And I'm like, this isn't cutting it, dude. So by, by the time September rolled around, I was like, Hegan, I need to train more consistently. Can I, would you be upset if I trained with your brother? He goes, I'll call him and tell him. And that's the story you told him uh, from there. And since then he's been, man, almost five years and a uh, few pounds Later, oh, yeah, 20, 25 pounds, later. 25, 20, pounds. 20, 25 pounds, later, yeah. but again, oh, man, yeah. the amazing thing is you you don't just come here and train with me, you train with all the other black belts, you train with all the other students, 
is Russ is the real deal, man. It's no it's no joke when it comes into jujitsu. I do it, try to do mean things. Even guys, though he though. tries yeah, to do. get into your mind. Okay. I do try to get in your head. That's usually the same thing in boxing too, though. I'd be sparring with guys. I would just yeah, but the difference is I'm supposed to get emotional and angry. Instead, I'm just laughing my head off. Well, right? that's fine too because it throws you off your game. Yeah, yeah, that's, it certainly it's all, does. That's all I need you to do is it's like if somebody's pointing a gun at you, all you need to do is move the gun an inch and it's not going to shoot you. You know what I mean? Like that's all you got to do. It's, it's about inches. So if I can make your brain not focus on jujitsu for five seconds, I, I move forward. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's a mental game. After training jiu-jitsu for almost five years. That's about how long Mike hasn't trained jiu-jitsu, I think. <laughs> you heard me, Mike. Want to roll today? <laughs> Mike, yeah. You brought your gi. He, he wants to train right after, man. We will. We will. Let me ask. Does jiu-jitsu had an impact in your life? Oh, my God. Listen. I already have enough trouble in my life focusing on anything, and jujitsu is about the only time I can focus. And and that's why I pre appreciate when you guys are being a little bit more aggressive with me, because it makes me focus more. You guys are being too loosey goosey and letting me do things. It's a, and for me that actually gets boring because I'm like, I'm not learning anything if you let me get this. A, you know what I mean? Sure, you'll give me an opening. John Jack will. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't do it anymore, but he used to be like, we'd be rolling and he'd be like. Uh, he'd dangle the arm like, hey, look, an arm. <laughs> and now he doesn't do that anymore. I see the difference. Now Now I don't have to tell you. Yeah. You already know. You already go for it. And now I have to hide. I'm doing the opposite now. Yeah, he didn't show up with one. He only shows up with one hand sometimes. And, uh, see, I have to do this every single class, man. He comes and starts talking about fingers. Julie, and, and Julie try I just to want to say, I didn't do this. Me. I didn't do this to your father. Okay? <laughs> it's not my fault. Oh man! Wait a minute! What the? <laughs> She's getting angry. Oh man! No more Gatorade for you, lady. <laughs> and do you use jujitsu in any other things in your life outside them? And my concern was he—he he was getting so good in jujitsu, then I have to turn the TV on on TMZ. And see him stopping a robbery, I think was in <clears throat> New York. It was in New York, in the Diamond District. And I go like, man, what are you doing? The guy could shoot your guns. And I was holding his arm. What What was that? Okay, so what happened was I was at my friend's jewelry store. And uh, I was standing, like there was two doors. Uh, and there's three counters. But I was standing at this one counter, which was right by the door. And I'm just looking at jewelry. I'm not thinking of anything else going on in the world. I'm looking at jewelry. And this guy is looking at this $300,000 diamond ring. And he gets up and he tries to walk out the door with it. <laughs> but I'm standing right beside the door. And as soon as he gets up, they hit a button and all the doors lock. You can't get in or out. So as soon as he gets to the door, it's like, oh, shit. And I'm standing there. So he's like facing, like he's standing right in front of me. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do now? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this isn't my store. This isn't my business. I want to see how they're going to handle it, right? And my friend's father's like, hey, give me that back, 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 And then that guy, I was like, just stand there watching. And then he took a swing at my friend's father. And that's when I was like, nah, 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 nah. You're not going to take a swing at an older guy like that, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Not around me, pal. So as soon as he did that, I went over to get him in the rear naked. But one of the other guys from the store pulled him down, like tried to pull him forward. So I missed my chance. I'm like, I, and then all these idiots who don't know how to fight are like trying to get in. I'm like, just everybody step back. Let me get this guy. 
So he's trying to run out. While he's trying to run out, with an open hand, I threw like a, a jab hook type of thing, and I hit him in the head, like like that. And his head whacked against the door, and it cut his ear open a little bit. <laughs> and then he that door was locked. And then he turned around. Then my friend's cousin is scuffling with him, and I'm like, just, and I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. I'm like, stand there. I'm trying to get his. I'm trying to get in there. And then as soon as I see his arm, I grabbed his arm and I put him in an arm bar, and I stood over the arm with the between my leg. And that was again a Japanese jujitsu move because I was standing up. And while I had him in the armbar, he still had one hand on the ground, and I kicked that hand out, so he fell. So I had his arm really solid. But as soon as I locked his arm, it was this is what made me feel really good. As soon as I locked his arm, he goes, "Okay," and I went, "All right, all right, this works." And then John Jack gave me shit after. And then 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 he goes, "Man, I see I was wearing the hat of the school shirt or something. I did advertise. I man, what are you doing, man? It could be it was free a different outcome, but." Thank God everything was fine, and I think that he. Used and I didn't, you know, I didn't break the guy's arm. He really used that jujitsu physically, for good. That. I used it for good. Man, that's a. Uh, does jujitsu outside the school makes you focus more? It change any behavior on you in terms of how you feel about yourself? And you look at people differently. You, I mean, you guys, I mean, it's got to be second nature for you. When you look at people in your head, you're like, I see where I could get this guy. Every time I look at somebody in my, it doesn't matter. It's not even a, a confrontational situation. I'll be at Ralph's and I'll be like, okay, I take his arm, <laughs> take his neck. I don't think that's what John Jock was, was implying, but. But that's how yeah, I look yeah, literally in my head. Why not? Like, I'm like, a, I, would I punch that guy? Would I choke that guy? What would I do? And then I always think of something you told me, you know, about arm bars versus chokes. And he goes, a strong, tough guy is going to let you break his arm. But your neck never lies. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I always go for the neck now. And it's far more gentle. You can choke somebody up, put yeah. them down peacefully, and walk away. No scratch. No, no scratch, scratch, no harm. They're not in danger. You know? And, and, it, and it diffuses the situation. I'm all about diffusing situations. I'm not about into getting into any fights. I just don't want situations around me. In... In the comedy world, is that <clears throat> names out there, people that you consider to be like, man, that guy is kind of a, an idol or a kind of mentor or something. Oh, yeah, there's lots of those. That you have through your life to, because I don't know, is there a style in the comedy, different styles? There's all and kinds all of, of different this? styles. It's like jujitsu. We're all doing the same thing, but you have a different way of getting there. Because who, 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 in your estimation, was the best jujitsu person you had ever seen in your life? Seen actually, my lifetime, Hickson Gracie. Hickson for sure. Yeah, not his father. No, he he was not from, your uncle. He he was a a little bit ahead of my generation. Then I have chance to see the things that he did, and it makes it look so easy. But I think the if you follow him and you see how, what he does in preparation for an everyday in his training, then you understand why he goes out there and did the way he did. And consequently have impacting, huge impact in so many jiu-jitsu people and how lives come, in general. How come his MMA career didn't blow up the way it should have? Because it, was, it, it did, man. It has no, like, no, it did. But it was more in Japan, so, I think, because yeah. when he did in Japan. and. And it has a lot of things, the reason that he ended up doing it in Japan, the fights. But, uh, man, he... Like, and like in the jiu-jitsu world, he's, you know, a god, basically. 
And, but outside it, and you say Hicks and Gracie, like, oh, is that Hoist? And I'm like, no, that's Hicks. No, no. I, I and think... I get that the commercial people know who Hoist is because he's the person they put forward, and he became the face of jiu-jitsu in the 90s. I, I think if it is, was way more impressive, you see someone that physically doesn't look like an athlete. Right. Goes out there and did what he did, it shocks the world. And that's what jiu-jitsu is all about. If you get somebody physically fit and strong and go there and do a good job, you kind of expected that. Mm -hmm. But nobody ever expected to see what Hoist did at all. Like it's very tall, skinny guy go against all those big guys and suddenly submit everybody and people are like, what? Yeah. And like, I think I think as Hickson I, is very intimidating looking. He's a fireman. He's a samurai. He's a real fighter. <clears throat> oh yeah. He, oh yeah. For sure. I remember yeah. when we. We took a picture. It was you, me, and him on his class in his uh, class in, in Torrance. And uh, as a joke, I had my arm around him. And as a joke, I pushed my hip onto him, like to pretend I was going to hip toss him. And I thought he was going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He didn't know I'm a comedian, so he did not appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry, Hickson. Yeah, that's. I would never have tried it, obviously, but it was just like a joke. Ah, see, he like, plays with fire all the time. Oh, yeah, that's the way you got to toe the line. That's how I see life. <laughs> But you're a very giving person. I mean, that was something that, uh, you know, my brother and I discovered that right away. Your, I think it was your first or second class in Malibu with Jean-Jacques. I'll never forget that. I don't know if you even remember. I don't remember. We would always give you your privacy. We locked up the school for the afternoon. Like, we're going to go grab lunch. And you toss us the key to your brand new Bentley. You're like, take the Bentley. And I'm like, I'm not taking your car. And you're like, take the car. And then I look at Jean-Jacques and Jean-Jacques just kind of, yeah, did you take it? Yeah, you fun, better right? believe it. we were rolling down PCH. It was yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. That was quite fun, but you know, and then the talks that we have. I mean, you're you're somebody that uh, how dare you try to make me seem like a nice? Yeah, person. you are. You're yeah, you're not so fun to train with anymore, but you're a good guy. You do a lot that people don't know about. I think that's just important to to point out. Sorry to make you uncomfortable. No, Russell, you do make me very uncomfortable. Sometimes, sometimes we just have to. I have, I, to call, turn, I have to turn it on you. I call Jay Zabello's the Make-A-Wish Jiu-Jitsu guy. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Sometimes he won't come train. I go, but Jay, what if I told you I wasn't well? <laughs> he just knows how to get me. I know how to get him. No, but, but that's true about Russell. He's, uh, I mean, if you know him the way we do, he's, he's a very, would say, giving person. And if you see what we see who's Russell actually is and you understand uh, and the reason of so many great things that people are talking about him is because the way he is in his real life. How dare you? Yes. <coughs> I'm going to mess you up when we train, kid. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> yeah, he Every had. time I do something dirty to John Jack, I go, you know, Mark and Jay taught me that. No, Mark taught you that. <laughs> I know. I still feel in my ribs from your elbow. Every class we go, and he goes like, Mark told me to do that against you. Yeah, Mark you. told me to do it really difficult, hard against your ribs. So, so now to change things up a little bit, um, what's it like doing comedy online? And I don't do it online. Zoom and have you tried? I mean, No, I'm not even going to attempt it. I can't. I need the audience. I need them in front of me. Yeah. I even if you're far away from me, I still need you there. I, I can't quite figure out how to do it online or We've, with a virtual audience. I can't do it. I know Jean-Jacques during all of this, you know, we have our organization. So um, to kind of keep that energy going, clearly nobody can travel. So we've done a few 
early we were doing a few uh, Zoom seminar I remember workshops. That. Yeah, and it was just the weirdest thing because you have people that are just sitting at a desk or they're sitting on their couch and and then we just kind of got to a point some of the some of the schools now they're back training again and so that's kind of the requirement. It's still challenging, but it's like put your gi on and get out on the floor and let us watch you do the technique cuz it's just it's yeah, there's it's, a there's a lack of connection that's just you can't Yeah, you can't you can't play fighting. Yeah. You know. You you either are you're either doing it or you're not doing it. I'm I'm guessing pretty soon we're gonna go back to, I guess what we can call normal. Is there a lot of jokes in preparation for the time that you and actually go out there with everything that we've seen so far? I mean, there will be. <clears throat> right now, I always need a little bit of distance between what's happening, so that way it becomes a little funnier. You can make fun of it a little bit better, because when things are happening right now. You do want to make fun of it at the same time. You don't, I like my jokes to be solid on either side. Like, so I could do it now, but it could, something could change and ruin the joke. You know what I mean? So I'm not really worried about the change. I'm worried about <laughs> ruining my jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we have a, an Indian woman who's going to be vice president. That's pretty awesome for me. And, come and all my friends are black. So they're all like, oh, we got a black woman. I'm like, ah, she's Indian. <laughs> Let's not forget that she's Indian. Her mom's from India and her mom used to take her to India every year. And made her learn classical Indian dancing. That's way more Indian than me, even. And her dad's Jamaican, and I grew up with Jamaicans. So you feel at home, right? I feel I'm like, all right, it's one of it's like me. I can't <laughs> believe I'm vice president. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <clears throat> my goodness, that's Russell, man. And Russell, is there any similarity in preparation or? With the comedy and jujitsu, did yeah. you find any link between same. both? It's repetition. The repetition, man. Look you at have to keep doing it. And it, look, it can get boring doing the same move over and over and over and over and doing the same jokes over and over. But eventually, when the time is right, it'll all pay off. I think what I mean. And because each time you train, no matter how many times you know a move, there are something may happen. You go, oh, I didn't know. That's, that's an interesting way of doing it. You know, you can find these little details that. Yeah. That, 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 you know, like they may work better for you than they would for somebody else. I know Jean-Jacques gets mad when he, uh, when he's on top and I do a backspin. He gets mad at that. Why don't you like that? Yeah, now we have s some of the techniques. I use a, ba a breakdancing backspin to get out of certain things. I, I know, I know for a fact that would not work well for you and I don't want you to do it. Because I know every time you do some of those moves, I, I could capitalize you should. on you. You should, so I do Which I've done a do few times, but I said, man, don't do that again. That's not going to have a good outcome for See, you. See, I need that to happen in order for me to not do that. Otherwise, I'm like, he just doesn't like backspin. So you just want consequence. I do. I need the consequence. That's, that's how we grew up. Our parents hit us. We knew not to do that again. <laughs> and you know, I do a backspin. You, you tap me out. Well, I know not to do that again. You know what I mean? And I gotta tell something about Russell. It's knowing him for quite some time now. Is when he makes fun of you, that means he likes you. He doesn't make fun of people that he doesn't he like. He just it. must love you us. Know? Yeah, Mike. <laughs> he really, he really like us and that environment, that family here, because he makes fun, and you can tell you never feel offended or anything, because you know it's with love, and that's what he makes it. He wants us to smile over that joke that he's making about you. And that becomes really funny because, man, I can't believe this guy's saying all these things. But that's one of the ways also he shows 
love towards you. It's funny when people misunderstand it. That's when I'm like, oh, you've got personal problems. <laughs> Something's bothering you deeper than me because you're not reading this the right way. You can see it in my face and hear it in the tone. You know, there's no, there's no venom in it. Oh, yeah, no. And that's why it's all, all those jokes and everything that we do. You don't know, it's, everything is, if you know Russell, it's like, man, that guy really likes me in a very, in a perfect sense of the word. It's, it's, it's a lot of love into that joke towards you. If he doesn't make fun of you, then you have to watch out. I'm sure he doesn't like you. Yeah, you'll be able to see it. It's very, very rarely that I don't like somebody. Russell, what do you see in the the outcome of those things right now? I had a few in terms of comedy. Because um, if you ask me about jiu-jitsu, I don't know. But well, in, same. The, in, in the comedy now, do you see anything far ahead of... I don't see it going back to normal till 2022. What about film? They're already filming now. I mean, it's not like I got film work much to begin with, so I'm not missing out on anything there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if they started hiring me now, I'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, you know what I mean? It is what it is. We'll figure it out. Now, do you um, do you mentor? Do you have, like, do people come to you for... Yeah, I mean, the young, young comics, if, you know... If I see them working hard and they're like, hey, if you ever need an opener, I'll take one of these guys or girls on the road with me. Just throw them a bone. Yeah, I remember you, you brought some of um, some of your friends over here and introduced jiu-jitsu to them. And some of them are already training, very big in stage. But they are guys that you're helping them out to open the show for you. Yeah, like connecting people, you know, putting people together. Like, oh, you know what? I know this guy and this guy would work really well together for whatever they're doing. And and maybe it'll help. maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But at least I made the connection for them. <clears throat> you, you did. I met a, a lot of the comedian guys that you brought over here, and I can tell that you were helping all of them, just to know the kind of person Russell is. I mean, I got Joe back in here for you. I know, and, and a couple of times, remember? He came back. He he's gonna be back. I believe he's. We're gonna go. We're gonna go after him there in Texas. You gonna go there? You gonna go? It'll be good. I would love to go. Uh, Texas is great. I understand why people move to Texas. I love Texas. When I'm there, I'm like, I dig Texas. I could live here. And it's in the center of the country. Everything is two hours away from you. It, it, that's true. You know, that's you want to get to New York, two hours. You want to get to LA, two hours. Florida, two hours. Everything is two hours away. Yeah. You want to get to Mike, you want to get Mike to train, it's two, three years. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know what's wrong with your brother, Jay. Um I mean, Russell, what, what no, would John you, Jack, let's get back to the fact that Mike Zabellos doesn't train <laughs> jujitsu anymore. What would you say, man? People listen to us. that wants to become comedians. Do you born with, do you yeah. go and study? Do you hang out with, how do you get I think into the mood? How that works? I think it's in you. You either are, or you're not, you can, you know, be a fan of it. And then try to do it. And, you know, some guys are really good writers and thinkers. But, you know, as far as performance goes, it's not really their thing. So that just because you can't do stand-up doesn't mean you can't write comedy. You know what I mean? There's different levels to everything. Um, and then there's guys that are just like to be funny guys. And, I, you know, I was just like being a funny guy, you know. I'm not trying to change the world with it. I just want to, like, make people laugh. That's all. It's really a, my goal. Yeah, and we need a lot of that right now. So oh, yeah, you should do. be super busy. I should be, and that's why I'm not. How when you when you finish your show, then you have you can see in the audience and some of the views that you saw me like I don't know thousands of people there. 
how how do you feel after you say, man, I was here for um, over an hour, two hours, whatever, and I was able to make all these people get out of whatever problems they have in their life for a couple of hours. They were in heaven. Listen to you. How that makes you feel? Because um, I'm sure I'm curious because it's something incredible. Yeah, but I don't. <clears throat> I never look at it like that. I never look at them and go, "Look what I've done for these people." In my head, it's like, "Wow, thanks for laughing." <laughs> That's how I look at it. It's always like, "My God, thank you guys," because really, this would have been painful if you didn't laugh. I never look at it as I'm giving them something. I look at it that they're giving me something. And I don't know if that's the right way to look at it, but that's just the way I look at it. I know because it's every single person that after the show and they left so much, man, they feel so light. They feel so needed of being out of their own way of thinking. And that's why to me is, man, you're a messenger because it's um, things that change the person. Yeah, but that's the same thing with training jujitsu with you or Jay or Mike or or Mark. Well, because Mark trains, Mike doesn't. But... um, <clears throat> Uh, it's like, you know, finishing a good class. You feel, I get that same feeling of like, I got something, you know, I just, I just, it was my escape. It was my way of feeling better about myself or, you know, adding, adding things to my, to my Lego pieces, so to speak. I would say jujitsu is like Lego, you know, the first time you come in, John Jack will give you one piece and you go, what do you do with this? You go, don't worry about it. And you come out the next (laughs) class, he gives you another piece. You go, do these go together? No. Then why'd you give me two different pieces? Wait. And then after a while, they all start connecting. And you go, oh, I get it. Tw- two decades of training. It's probably one of the best analogies I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, thanks. Look at that. See, I'm, I'm an analogist. Yeah, it made me happy. <laughs> there you go, see? It's, it's all puzzle. And it's a matter of time you create your own picture on that puzzle. Well, that's the thing. If it was a puzzle, it would end. But it could be Lego because it's endless. And You must flow go. like water, my friend. And you create your own figure. And that's the whole idea. It's, it's you don't change for jujitsu. You adapt jujitsu to yourself. Yeah. And in consequence of that, you start improving a lot of things in your life with the idea to do better in jujitsu. But realistic, you actually end up doing better in your own life. Jujitsu to us, the way we learn, is just an excuse for making people do things that they are not. And knowing that they will improve their personal life and business, like everything. And jiu-jitsu is something that we use just to make sure people, oh, I'm doing this to get better in jiu-jitsu. But overall, you're going to get better in many other things in our life. Yeah, it's it literally for guys like me. It helps me focus. And then it burns me out so that I have no energy after to not focus. <laughs> but Who was, I got a question for you. Who was the, um, <clears throat> what match of yours that you can remember um, was the most difficult one that you won? Like there was a, an opponent that just was like, damn, this guy was good. I'm glad I got him, but this guy was good. Do, do you know, in, in a way, all the fights that I ever had, in my mind, I want the same objective, submit my opponent. Right. And I noticed that a lot of fights that I could not submit my opponent, I end up, some of them losing, or learning how to improve my submission. But I think each fight in a way has a part on the on the history in my mind for the time that actually happened. Because I have a lot of fights that I loved and I was a blue belt. But it had such an impact that helps me when I get in a higher belt. A lot of things, man, I wanna fight today the way I did fought as a blue belt. 
And man, all the opponents, they, they were very difficult. Sometimes we see the video, I was watching the video with Jay and some of the fights I haven't seen in a while. It's like, man, some people, oh, how do you do that? was so, nothing is easy in Jiu-Jitsu. You have to work hard and you have to learn the timing. I, I but when you be, watch, when you watch those, do you, does it, do you remember being there? Yes, I remember being there. I remember the whole preparation. No, but you remember the fight itself. Like when you're watching it, you go. No, I don't remember anything. <coughs> what happened in the fight? Everything. I don't have like a, what a lot of people do as a game plan. My plan is to go there and get this guy. Period. That's, that's a game plan. And that's the whole idea. I don't. Oh, I'm gonna pull guard. I'm gonna sweep, and I'm gonna kneel the stomach. Then I have seven points, and I have eight points, and I'm gonna stall. I'm no, gonna no, hold. No. I I don't have any recollection. I'm just in the mode of I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. And whatever it takes, I'm gonna flip, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go there. It's one objective only. How I'm gonna get it could be any submission. I don't have any preference for anyone. Whichever opportunity the opponent gives to me or the opportunity that I create, how I'm gonna take it. So you know what you just did? You didn't answer the question. Um, <laughs> because you're like a jujitsu no, specialist. No, the, the idea was the most predictable thing I have about my game is being unpredictable. But no, no. But I'm just saying, who who was the one fighter that you fought that stood out in your head? Went good fight. I think all of them were pretty good fights. No, no, they was, were all good fights. I but was it, always excited about. Like, I wish I had one, man. To be honest with you, I wish I had one. I was watching with Jason Pite even forgot about some of those fights and I enjoy it. I look like, man, I, I think I did a good job there. And some fights did not finish the way I want. It was a good fight. It makes me, okay, I gotta train more to to make my jiu-jitsu better in certain situations to, to be able to execute. It's like we're watching boxing and uh, I love to watch boxing, but it gets boring if nobody knocks anybody out. I mean, I guess if you're not a boxing guy, it could get boring. You know, For me, and, I'm like, ooh. ooh. And, and, and Everything you, is like, ooh. And you can tell some, some fight to have the guys with a lot of skills and was two tough guys and no finish by knockout, but it was a scrap. pretty damn good fight. Yeah. But a lot of fights is just like, man, I don't even know what's happening there. See, I'm always a big fan of when I watch fights, I watch guys set traps in the fight. I'm like, ooh. See that? He's, he's setting up this by doing that. And I could just tell every time. Like It's the same way you guys do it in jiu-jitsu. I don't know how to set traps yet, but you know, in, in my head, I, I you, you know what you're doing. You, you do, but you just don't know that yet. I guess. I don't you know. You already do that a lot of times. Sometimes I fart. That's a pretty good trap. So. <laughs> I have done that many times with you. <laughs> That's why sometimes I have to less pressure when you're on top, just in case, just to be safe. Yeah, you know. It's not by accident, guys. Maybe I had beans. So do you watch, I know you're a big boxing and MMA. You watch a lot of jiu-jitsu? Just gi jiu-jitsu, no gi jiu-jitsu? I do, I do. I watch the tournaments, but the tournaments I don't really understand sometimes. And a lot of these guys are really aggressive in these tournaments. And I'm like, am I really ready for a tournament if they're going to be that aggressive? And then I start thinking, we train too soft sometimes. Like I, I probably just need my ass whooped a few times in order for me to get into that space. And I'm not afraid of that. You know, it's it's part of You 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 are, you have no idea. You already do pretty good, man. I saw I saw sometimes when you're not happy on the end of the training. Mm -hmm. Even though you're smiling, it's like, yeah, I don't think he liked the training today, but I know he's going to be back tomorrow for more. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to I, I you know, <clears throat> you, you you don't learn if you don't lose. 
And, you need, you know, you and, need bad to understand and, good. And, and that's why many times we throw into the middle of the class there, and I wanted to get the feeling of somebody's not letting you do anything, and they want to choke you right away. You know, there was that one time you made me roll maybe like six rounds with you with no break. Then you made me roll with Mark for three rounds. Then I rolled with Lewis for three rounds. And then you threw me against this blue belt, little guy, young guy, and he gave me the hardest time in the world, and he tapped me. And I remember how mad I got. Man, he remember was, how mad I got? He got me in a triangle, and then we started over, and I was trying to snap this kid's neck off his head. And and I, do you remember how hard I had that choke? I had it tight. And then to, to the point where when I was done class, I couldn't even lift my water bottle because my arms were jello. And then Marsh, Marshmallow, I mean Marcel, was like, oh, yeah, you know what you can do when you're in that? Just let your thumbs up, and it won't kill your arms as much. And I go, I really wish I knew that before that because this time I was literally trying to grab. It's like a like a marionette puppet trying to grab a bottle. It was like, <laughs> you know. Man. Well, Russell, it's uh, evident. We'd like to come back here many, many times with you. So much to tell in all these years that I know you. Uh, I do really appreciate you, you being here and uh, give some of the life experience, fun moments that we spent together. So many more things that I know about you, which uh, will get more serious. How dare you. Next time, I have here a book that he gave me that I'm almost finished, which I have a lot of things that I mark to ask him questions about it. Well, the but book is 10 years old now, so. That's okay. Life is very different now. I know, that's okay. <laughs> it was a good time in my life back then. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, but thank you. Thank you for being here. And, uh, Thanks for having me, JJ. I was and being Jay, so You're the man. Supportive. And Mark and even Mike. <laughs> even if you just showed up for this, Mike. If this is all you ever want to do again. And, and thanks, thanks for being soft when you make jokes with us. Listen, you brought my Julie. I can't be rough today. <laughs> even though Julie always gives me the worst looks. Like. <laughs> Julie's the queen of giving me the dirty look. Oh man, she's a fighter. She's a fighter. <laughs> Thank Julie, you, Russell. Your favorite man, that's uh. Say yes. Sort of. Yes, I'll take that. All right, everyone. Thanks, Russell Peters, for being here for another John Jack Machado. No gi required. I'll see you guys soon. And Julio Zabellos, ladies and gentlemen, Julio Zabellos. Thank you, Russell. Now let's go for the real deal. Let's train it right now. Unfortunately, you guys are not going to see that, but that's what we're going to do right now. You should, fi you should film it and cut, intersplice it into this episode. No, I don't want people to see what's going to happen to you. It won't be pretty. I know. <laughs>